This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Grief Relief Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley. My co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, is not with me today, so I'll be interviewing our wonderful friend, Dr. John Reed, on my own, and it's great to have John on. He's a professor of clinical mental health counseling at South Southeastern Oklahoma State University, and he's also president of the Association of Death Education and Counseling Counselors. Uh, he's a licensed professional counselor and a fellow in thanatology. John, thank you so much for being on the show today. I just feel so honored as president of ADAC that you take the time out to be on our show. Happy to be on the show, Gloria. It's great, and you're and you're such a good friend of ours and such a, a great person to help in the grief and loss world. Now, I know you've just done some presenting on the difference between grief and depression to clinicians, and I wondered if we could talk about that difference because I know that there are people who've suffered a loss and people are saying to them after, you know, six weeks or whatever, um, I think you better get help. I think you're too depressed over this death, the death of a spouse or a child or whatever. What's your thought on that? Well, certainly we know that people who are bereaved uh, need support and uh, uh, need, whether it's their faith community or friends or family, need to support them. Um, but we, we don't want to rush to um, uh, get them a diagnosis of major depression, though, uh, because that lends to uh, medication, uh, antidepressant medication, um, which uh, isn't isn't going to benefit their grief. Now, I want to stop with that. Antidepressant medication is not going to benefit their grief. I just see so many people who walk in. I, I have a friend who's a psychiatrist at Stanford. He was telling me his 93-year-old father went in to see the doctor after his wife died, and they put him on antidepressants. He was absolutely infuriated. Yes, uh, I, I wish that uh, counseling would be recommended if they're you know, say if they're struggling to get through day after day, um, but um, yeah, uh, grief is not a mental illness. It's not a psychiatric disorder, and we don't want to treat it like that. Otherwise, uh, more complications could develop. You know, I was uh, recently um, working. At, well, I'm not. Was just talking to someone who had lost their spouse. And uh, she asked me if I felt that she needed uh, treatment or medication. And I said, well, how long has it been? And she was telling me. And I said, well, a lot of research shows that the height of depression is around six months for spouse loss. And and she was surprised that it would be that long that you could have a depression related to the loss after six months. One of the things that we can do to help people who are bereaved is to help educate them about what are the typical reactions that people have? Um, and, uh, you know, some people have the misnomer, or I mean, they have a misunderstanding uh, that uh, grief should be over after a couple of weeks uh, or even after a couple of months. And, and indeed, our, our adjustment to the death of a loved one does take months and months. 
And then we can have those crazy anniversary reactions too, right? Yes, we. Uh, I, I found in my counseling work that reminding my clients uh, about the significant holidays that are, were important to them and the anniversary reaction, you know, the one-year anniversary of the death of their loved one or the two-year and so forth, is likely to bring up a lot of feelings again and memories. And that I've, I've found helping prepare them for that day through mostly some talk, talk therapy being uh, profoundly effective and not medication wasn't needed. Um, uh, but just helping them think about that day and what would they like to do with that day and, and um, how would they like to remember their loved one. Because the temptation is so often, well, I'll try to put this out of my mind and that way it won't bother me. And, of course, we know that that doesn't work. And then it just creeps right up and grabs you. You know, have you had people tell you, uh, call you and say, I feel like I'm going crazy. Am I okay? Uh, indeed, I have heard people say those very things. And uh, you know, it's important for us, as, whether we're counselors or whether we're friends of a bereaved person, to let them talk some more about why they think they're going crazy. And and then, you know, most generally that they're having very typical reactions. They can't. They can't remember simple things. They can't complete simple tasks. Um, they find themselves lacking energy or just engaging in excessive energetic activities that don't have any real point to them. And um, just sometimes having, I think often having the information that what we're going through is, is fairly typical it gives a lot of relief. Absolutely. And, you know, the family, they do want you to be who you were before. They want you to get better. They love you. They don't, you know, they don't want you to behave differently. But, you know, th that's the way it is. I had a psychiatrist friend when I worked at the University of Rochester who said, if you could find three good friends that you could tell everything to about this loss, that you wouldn't need therapy, which I always thought was interesting. So uh, my, my thought is for people who are listening to the show, find people that you can tell Tell, tell your deepest thoughts and hopes and dreams and, and your disappointments as you go through this process. And, and it can even be three years, right, John? Oh, yes. Um, uh, it's a number of years that people find themselves still having the thoughts and the feelings and that are painful for them. And you know, we hope that over time, as they tell the story, that, that they, their mood improves, they feel better, they feel more energetic. And, and generally, people do re-engage with life, um, but it's just not the, uh, the the notion that we get a little bit better every day is is a false notion. It's more cyclical, or maybe in waves is a better way to describe it. Uh, that that we find ourselves you know, feeling better, and then maybe feeling worse, and feeling better. But generally, there's an upward trend for most people. Great. And, John, um, what would you suggest to people? Now, one of the things that I think we should mention, if you're listening and you have had before the loss a history of depression, that becomes maybe a whole different matter, and you need a good assessment, don't you think, John? Oh, I certainly agree. So, well, thank you uh, for being on our show today, John, and for all the great work you're doing. Is there somebody, I know you've written a lot of articles and things. Would people just uh, Google you on the Internet to find some things that you've written? Yes, uh, there are a, a number of people named John Reed on the Internet. <laughs> um, so, but uh, I guess the spelling of my name is the biggest challenge, J-O-N-R-E-I-D. 
Um, but yes, I, I've written a number of uh, articles and, um, uh, and of course for ADEC, the Association for Deaf Education and Counseling, I've written a number of presidential columns. Great. So if you go to ADEC, Association of Deaf Educators and Counselors, you can find a wonderful lot of information. And John, you can also find a counselor there, right? Yes, we do have a, a find a professional link on our website. And we don't want to discourage people from seeing counselors by any means, um, you know, if they're having suicidal thoughts or or they're feeling worthless about themselves. And most certainly they need to talk to a professional about that. But often the talking and the time are curative with, without necessarily taking medication. Great. Well, John, again, thank you for all the work you're doing for ADAC, and uh, I look forward to seeing you, and thanks a lot for being on our show today, and uh, God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.